0: This is Pastor Joseph Davis. Thank you for joining the radio ministry of Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. We believe the word of God is the lamp unto our feet and it is a light unto our path. This word will bless you right now. Let's go to numbers 13 for now. I'm gonna do some reading and some skipping around. I want to talk about the topic building a bridge to cross over god has declared that this is our crossover month and i want to kind of take a few moments and give you some components to building a bridge to cross over Um, you can have a desire to cross over but until you build a bridge you're not getting to the other side and i hope to give you a few points here today from numbers 13 um and numbers 14 has the rest of the components uh to build a bridge um so numbers 13 i'm gonna start reading i got a few points here i'll start teaching As the Lord would lead. Verse 1 says, and the Lord spake unto Moses, and again, it sits me in the back, I am going to skip around. Uh, The Lord spake unto Moses saying, send thou men that they may search the land of Canaan, the promised land. Which I give unto the children of Israel, of every tribe of their father shall ye send a man, every one a ruler among them. And Moses by the commandment of the Lord sent them from the wilderness of Paran and all those uh, which were heads of the children of Israel and these were the names of the tribe names and these were their names all right I'm not gonna go through all their names but he began to list out all the representatives from the tribe all right representatives from the tribe point number one you need representatives of the promise Point number one, if you're going to build a bridge for the cross, you've got to have somebody who can represent the promise. We need representatives. Uh, Moses is trying to get the children of Israel ready. Everybody say ready. ready. Ready for the promise and God's strategy is go see the land that I'm about to give you. Send a representative. Send representatives of the promise. And they have one representative from every tribe. What it also represents is everybody within the tribe of israel is represented by someone i mean no one is left out every tribe also represents a different type of gift tip of different type of talent a different type of treasure it represents people who have been clustered along with the likeness of their dna all right and so it's not this mindset that i don't fit in uh, nobody understand me Nobody understand my purpose or my calling. Nobody understand how different or how unique I am. Because sometimes in group settings, some of the reasons that some don't really connect is because they feel like they're so different than everybody else. No one else has talents, ideas, or feelings like them. They isolate them from thinking that somebody understands them. And so he said, I'm going to send you a representative from your tribe, meaning somebody is going to the promise that kind of feels and looks like you Understand things that articulate it like you, all right. So, you need representatives of the promise. Somebody has to stand out among the crowd and say, I'll be the one. To represent that God has something for me. I'll be the first one in my family to graduate uh, with a doctoral. Maybe that's you. I'll be the first one to be debt free. Somebody has to be bold enough, daring within a family, within a group, within a company, within a business that's that say, I will represent. You got to understand as a representative, you're a delegate and everybody's not going with you, but you're strong enough to stand on your own two feet, go into the promised land and begin to represent what God wants. So representatives of the promise. Let's keep reading. The, verse 16. These are the names of uh, that which we afore skipped over. Um, are the men which Moses sent to spy out the land and Moses called Oshieh, the son of Nun Joshua. And Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said unto them, get you up, uh, this way southward, go into the mountain and see the land what it is Uh, and the people that dwelleth therein, whether they be strong or weak, few or many. And what the land is that that, that dwell in, whether it be good or bad, and what cities they be uh, that dwell in, whether in tents or in strongholds, and what the land is, whether it be fat or lean, and whether they be wood therein or not, and be ye of good courage, and bring of the fruit of the land uh, now, the time was the time of the first ripe grapes. So they went up and searched the land from the wilderness of Zin unto Rehob as men come to Hamath. All right. And they ascended by the south and came unto Hebron where uh, Ahimanan and Sheshiah and Talmaiah, the children of Anak, were. Now, Hebron was built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. And they came into the brook of skull and cut down from thence a branch with one cluster of grapes. And they buried between two upon a staff and they brought of the pomegranates and of the figs. And the place was called the brook of skull, because of the cluster of grapes with the children of Israel cut down from thence. So God has sent these 12, uh, this representative of 12 people out to this land. And what they are supposed to do is everybody say, get ready. Come on. It was perfect. It was a perfect opening like it was planned already. Get ready for your miracle. And they were sent to get ready. I don't want you to discount the time that you have right now to get ready. I don't want you to get lost in what's going on in the season of your life right now that you are not getting ready for what God has for you. He said this is the time to get ready And what what I want you to do is I want you to get and develop a report All right, a report Get a plan and develop a report So go out to this land and observe it Uh, I like this part of the scripture Because now we see that faith Is not always a knee-jerk reaction I like this part of the scripture That faith also means forethought faith also is strategic and intelligent Um, so many times you show forth that you have faith by what you do now Meaning how you prepare for the blessing shows faith. He says, I'm going to show you that I'm a God of intelligence. I'm a God that helps you prepare for what's ahead. Go to this land and what I need you to do is check it out. Do a survey, all right? This is this is uh, an intelligent aspect of God. This is the planning aspect of God, all right? Uh, and many of us have the gift of planning. Many of us have the gift of forethought, to think ahead of time. He says, go and kind of see what you're going to be dealing with see the land and what's in the land, whether it's fatalyleline, uh, whether it's fortified, whether people are in tents, whether they're living in concrete buildings, go do a survey. In other words, go to your future right now, go peek out where you're trying to go. Uh, go peek out what, what you really want to do. I, I think many times we are stalled in current seasons because we're not moving ahead to figure out where we're going and we're stalled waiting on God to do something when God is saying, get ready, tell your neighbor get ready they have to bring a report alright the first one was representatives but the second part is a report it's a report what does it look like to go into your manifestation what does do you have to have in order to handle what God wants to do in your life yes you want to cross over but what's the bridge what are the things you're going to build put in place so that you cross over into the promised land say go he gives them instructions this is what you're supposed to do all right and when you go there here is the timing of the Lord that's why you have to move when God say move say move when God say move You got to have the timing of the Lord. Can I give you a fresh testimony uh, about the timing of the Lord? This week, we uh, as a part of just our church and some things we were doing uh, just to keep our church growing. One of the things we wanted to do is in our church is have an AED or what they call a defibrillator right it helps us if something should happen uh, with someone inside on a health concern we'll have a defibrillator to help jumpstart their heart back to its proper beat and so we were working on and working with a partnership and do that we had an inside partnership here and we've been working on that and they told us we're on the list uh, to uh, as a church to receive a defibrillator and we said great that'll help us uh, to make sure in case of emergencies we are prepared so that's a good thing so in the midst of it got a report on this friday that we have been approved for two defibrillators that will be located here in our facility come on somebody see what I'm trying to say All right there's something we just had forth. or hey we need to do that when you have a company of people in a congregation you want to make sure there's safety and different type of protocols and, and so that was on our heart to do, do that and it came through and they told us the price for them it was like hey that's no problem it was fraction of the cost probably about 75% off all right that we were able to get through the grant give God praise for that yeah. give God praise for that let me tell you something and in the midst of receiving that text that we had been approved I got all excited and felt the anointing that was on this house I felt it for Monticello hadn't even thought about Monticello needing an AED, a defibrillator I didn't even thought about it but at the moment I got that text all of a sudden I got so excited and I responded to those who sent me the text and said we're about to get one for Monticello I'm about to call up some folks and figure out what to do about Monticello so I sent a few texts for a few people I know at Monticello through our partnerships and after I sent that text out I called somebody in the meanwhile while I was Waiting for that response to come forth, I called another person and said, Hey, um, I want to get a defibrillator for our church over in my food pantry out in, in Monticello. We're expanding, we're about to launch our. Uh, um uh, our pantry for the community we built a new extra facility 20 by 30 facility there and we're getting ready to do some extra things there and I want to be able to put in this defibrillator uh, with more community coming to our our facility in our site and he said uh, you need to contact uh, this person I said great I'll contact that person because I already have sent them an email but while I was waiting on them I decided to call you alright so I'm talking to one of the commissioners by phone in Monticello I said alright super while I'm waiting he said yep you talked to the right person so I get an email from that person telling me uh, we don't have a grant for it, but every once in a while I get an email uh, that says that through this program I can get it. I can get it for about six hundred dollars. You know, she says I, I, I don't have the, the email handy, but when it comes about, I'm going to go ahead and get it, and I'll forward it to you, and we'll work with you to get this defibrillator. I say, hey, six hundred dollars! Thank God, the church can afford six hundred dollars. We can get a defibrillator. Great! Thank you, Lord. So I'm just waiting on that. In the midst of it, I get another email. Email on Friday uh, that says that says um, call me now with an exclamation mark uh, behind it I'm like well, alright what done not since the last time you told me you was waiting on an email that I can get it for $600 give I give the person a call the first thing they says when I when they answer is God works in mysterious ways I said huh me. you know y'all got to know my personality hey, I talk just like this with people in business and this a person in leadership in, in county government Jefferson County they started off where God works in mysterious ways so I said talk to me now I'm listening talk to me they say I, I was thinking about that we didn't have the grant money locally or anything like but I went to a meeting with other state representatives and I was asking them y'all got any money hanging around I got a church that partners with us y'all ain't hearing me people talking on your behalf I want to tell somebody favor on the loose I'm I mean, I'm talking about timing right now I'm talking about timing and, and, and she, she's talking on our behalf we have a great partnership with this agency that does food distribution in Monticello and they've been blessed to talk to I me mean, y'all got any loose money hanging around so we can get them a defibrillator they say no no but go see such-and-such such director Say, okay went to see that person no 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 we don't but so-and-so was looking for you um, and, and so, so all right so went into a high level director position and what uh, office and while they're in that office said oh, I've been looking for you I was gonna call you today we've made a decision for Jefferson County that we've never made before we just made it this morning that we're gonna give Jefferson County a $5,000 grant that y'all never received in the history of the county and we just decided to give you all this $5,000 today She responds, oh, that is wonderful, we're excited. And I'm talking to her, I say, well, how much is it? She says, it's free. I'm telling you something, you cannot tell me what'll happen if you move in divine timing. No, you got to look at it was divine timing I asked one day we went to the, a meeting the next day and the same day she went to the meeting it's the same day they got a grant that they never had before and out of the grant they never had before Jefferson Victorious Church is getting defibrillated tell somebody move when God say move you ain't got to have all the money you ain't got to have all the resources you ain't got to have all the answers just move when when God say move. <laughs> I felt the, I felt, I'm tell you, I felt the urge. I got it in writing. I got it in writing. I sent the text back and told them, I feel favor. That's just what I said. I texted them back and the people in our church that sent me the text that we received too for Leon County, I sent them back a text and told them, I feel favor. Can I give you the spirit of discernment that's going to help God break forth in your life? When you feel it, obey. Come on, when you feel, sometimes you wake up in the morning and you feel like God want to bless you, that's the moment to act. Some moments you think, you wake up and you hear something out of the spirit. Don't don't worry about where it's come from. That's the moment to move because it's in divine timing that things take place. So it's very possible, even though I would like to believe through my faith and my request, this I would like to believe. And you can argue all day. I believe. Jefferson County got $5,000 because I put something in the atmosphere. Now, that's what I believe. I believe they were not on the list. They ain't never got this $5,000 grant. They ain't never got this money. I believe my faith stirred something. Not only am I blessed, but they are blessed. That's what I believe. Tell somebody, favor's on the loose. <laughs> See, but that's why you got to move in divine timing. See, some of us are stuck with what we got in our hand. We are stuck. And they are moving in divine timing. Moses tell them, go spot a land. I'm going to show you this to you. He said, go search it out. Go see what's going on. But while they're there, it's the time. Look at verse 20. Look at verse 20. Look at verse 20. Let me show you about divine timing. See what the land is, whether it's fattling, whether it be wood or therein, and be of good courage, and bring of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the time of the first ripe grapes. In other words, when Moses sent them, God didn't allow them to go spy the land when it wasn't harvest time. The divine timing of it allowed them to go spy their future, when it was harvest season because they could not went during a time where things were still in another season where you didn't get a chance to see what it's going to be like. But God moved them in divine timing. They went during the first ripe grapes. Y'all going to help me preach this today. The first ripe grapes. Now let's move to verse 23. And they came to the brook of a skull and cut down thence a branch with one cluster of grapes that bear it between two, come on, on, you, tell somebody to stretch your imagination, (laughs) I know you're reading that but you need to stretch your imagination, I'm gonna read it again, now make your imagination go to what the text is saying, and they came to the brook of a skull and cut down from this a branch with one cluster of grapes, y'all know what a cluster of grapes is, and they what, bear it between what? Upon a staff, and they brought up the pomegranates and other figs. Now, let me show you something. God says, I want you to start seeing things bigger than you normally see it. The grace was so big, it took two, the cluster of grace was so big, it took two people to carry it. Now, see, you got to get your imagination out of the local grocery store. You got to get your imagination at the local supermarket. where you go there and you pick up a little cluster and you put a little in the bag and it dollars 3.99 and it weighs a half a a half a quarter of a pound. No, no, we ain't talking about this type of blessing. God allowed them to see that the first the you got to catch this verse 20 said the first ripe grapes. The first sprouting of harvest is actually the smallest it's going to ever be. God said your start is going to be big, but your, but your start is still going to be big, but this is the smallest you are ever get. I dare you to prophesy to your neighbor and say, how you see me now, is the smallest I'll ever be. It was the time of the first rite. It means... When the harvest came again, it was going to be bigger than it was the first time. This first moment is the first budding of fruit. And the first budding of fruit is normally your smallest. I dare you to say, this is the smallest I'm going (laughs) to be. Y'all don't want to prophesy to yourself. God wants you to see bigger than you've been able to see before. Don't look through the lens. I dare you. You got to stop looking through the lens of your family. Looking through the lens of your generations. You got to start now looking through the lens of faith and looking through the lens of the Word of God, maybe God's going to do something in you that your family ain't never seen. So if you're trying to use your family as a reference, you may never find what God's trying to do because what God's trying to do in you is coming out of the heavens. Maybe what God's trying to do to you ain't in the earth, it's in the heavens. And the only way it's going to get in the earth is when you do it. Is the smallest going to ever get? Yeah. It's called a break. <laughs> They're still workers so I'm working on this report. I'm working on this report. This report he wants you to get, huh? called me to see something I never seen before. I got to get this thing together because I got to cross over. The place of the verse 24. The place was called the Book of Scroll because the cluster of grapes were the children visual cut down from this. And they returned for searching the land for 40 days. It means a time of testing. And when they came to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation of children of Israel, unto the wilderness of Paran, to Gadesh, they brought back the word Mm -hmm. unto them. And it's all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. So, two things with the report one was the word, what they had to say, and number two, what they had to show. So, the report was what you had to say, then you had to have some evidence to show. They told him, Moses, we came into the land whether thou sentest us, and surely it flowed with milk and honey. So tell somebody God's gonna do just just what he said. Say it again, say God's gonna do just what he said. And this is the fruit of it. Here it is. Here's the fruit. Two men. This is it. Pomegranates, grapes. You can see it. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land. The cities are walled. They're getting a report. That's what they're supposed to do. The people are strong. We spied the people. They're strong. And the cities walled. And very great. We saw some great people in this land that God says is nice. Moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites and Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. The Canaanites dwell by the sea, by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb still the people before Moses. Everybody calm down, listen. Caleb still the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it. For we are well able overcoming let's pause let's pause a minute because the assignment is to go spy the land give a report tell us what it's like but there's some folks who've been waiting and chewing on the word of the Lord for so long when they see it they're ready to possess it there's some people who've been waiting for the fulfillment of the Lord and they believe it they're ready to go in and possess the land that's the spirit of Caleb Caleb is, this land is not just for us to see it and talk about it. Because we can talk forever and never have it. We can confess faith and never come into it. We can prophesy what we're created to do as a church and never go into it. We can talk it for 20 years and never walk into it. Caleb is of the mindset. I am not interested in seeing it and never experiencing it. I am not interested in talking to me, talking it and never walking in it. Caleb is under the persuasion that if God has ordained it for us, let us go up at once. I know we saw some. Great people, but if God says it's ours, if God be for us, who can that's Caleb? That's how Caleb's talking. Yes, Although I got all the facts, notice Caleb, it doesn't deter his faith, he hears the facts and gets stirred up over the facts. When is the last time you heard facts and got excited? When the last time you heard somebody tell you all the things that's up against you and when you heard everything that was up against you and the odds did you get all stirred up about it? When is the last time your faith went beyond what you heard in the natural and you got so excited cuz you know what God had promised you already? Even though you heard the facts. He heard the facts. The people are great. We saw giants. They they're a they're a fortified city. A fortified city meaning an intelligent people. They know how to war they know how to fight. They're also strategized. They got some to the north, some to the south, some to the east. We know what each of our enemies are. He, he says, I don't care who's against me. If God has told me that this is my land, I'm ready to go up right now. You ain't got to pump and prime me. You ain't got to take me through no seven-week course that this is my time and this is my season. Let me loose. I feel like God is for me. <laughs> That's Caleb. Yes, yes. Now see, that's that type of radical anointing. Yes. He's already got the facts. He says, is Caleb is saying his mind, me and God can do this. Yes. Me and God got this. Let us go and wants to possess it. Yes. Look, look at what he says. And he says something to the congregation. For we are well able. Yes. We are. He didn't say I am. He said we are well able to overcome it. I'm still working on reporting. I'll be done. We were able to overcome it. He said, I already summed it up. That if we put our foot on that land, God's going to give it to us. Already summed this thing up. I don't know who's going to attack us first. I don't know if the Canaanites going to come against us. I don't know who's going to try to stop us. First, but it don't even matter. I've already decided that if we step our foot on that land, the power of God's going to be with us. I've already decided. I know I'm going to have to face some things. I already know that. I'm not trying to say I'm going to get this, this, this land without a battle. I'm not even trying to say it's going to be easy. I'm not even trying to say I'm not going to have to fight. But in spite of the fight, I'm going to win. I'm already telling you, this is the spirit of Caleb. Caleb says, let us go up at once. Possess it, for we are well able. 31. But the man that went up with him said, we be not able to go up against the people. For they are stronger than we. Now I want you to understand that there are always people in the group that don't believe what God says. Could it be the product of your life is just the fact of unbelief? Could it be that God could have done more for you in the two seasons ago if you would have just believed? Could it be that God could have opened up and moved some things if you were willing to go face the giants? but you told God God you are gonna have to move these giants for me to believe how come your faith is always conditioned about God doing miracles without you having to do anything how come God's your condition of God bring you out in great things has everything to do with you showing no faith and not showing up to believe that God is good there are times that God requires us many a times to show up come on the scene go through the pain so that that he can be God. There was no way that the children of Israel could have crossed the Red Sea if they never ran from the Egyptians and stood in front of the Red Sea. Sometime, you got to stand in front of the insurmountable what you cannot get over on your own but say, I refuse to move my feet. I'm waiting on my God to show up. Because I can't go go backwards, I can't backtrack, I can't back up, I can't backslide, and sometimes you got to stand flat-footed in order to cross over to the other side, stand in faith, and say, God, I know my past and my enemy is coming after me, but guess what, I'm gonna stand right here and watch you do something I ain't never seen before see you ain't gonna never see it if you don't ever stand you ain't gonna ever see if you don't take a stand in your faith and stand up like Caleb did he stood up and say I believe God the only reason they saw it is because they stood there they stood there they didn't faint before the enemy got there they didn't faint they stood right there Moses lifted up the rod God separated the sea and made the wall stand up made the sea a wall come on now I know I know there were some people when the wind start blowing God sent a wind and the wind start blowing when you ain't ever said some of them start running wait, wait a minute don't run this is our miracle don't run sometimes when you hear noise you always think negative that's a sign of being delivered from trauma being delivered from your pain and your past because sometimes God will make much noise to bring you out and it ain't that the enemy was coming it was God separating the seas so they can cross on dry land and they crossed over on dry land and then God collapsed the sea and what they were meant to go through he drowned their enemy in and gave them the pleasure and gave them the pleasure of allowing them to see their enemy get drowned you ain't have to guess if the enemy was still around. You look back and they were swimming and going down. <laughs> they said we'd be not able to go against these people. For we're stronger than we they're stronger than we. Verse 32 and they brought up an evil report. The reason that the report was evil because it was not in faith. God had already told them the land belonged to them. Matter of fact, we don't even understand. When God tells us something belongs to us All we're supposed to do now is have faith for it. You're not supposed to be determining if you're going to have it or not. Their problem was determining if they could have something God already said they could have. That was the problem. That's what faith, not walking in faith does. Walking in faith starts saying that I can't have this, I can't do this. God had already said, go spy the land that I'm going to give you. He didn't say, go see the land and decide if you can have it he didn't say go see the land and decide if this is yours he said go see what's yours because i'm going to give it to you he didn't ask you to make a decision if it was yours see you keep trying to decide if god's gonna do what he said do that's not your decision your decision is only to operate in faith so it's called anything out of faith it's called sin They brought up an evil report of the land because they also was talking against God. By the fact of saying we be not able was also saying that God can't do it. By saying we be not able to overcome it, the people are stronger than we, was also saying that God can't defy your enemies, that God can't defy your odds, all right? right? And they brought up this evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying the land (laughs) through which we have gone to search it this the evil report. It is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. One of the problems is when you can only see other people great and you do not see yourself great. Because yeah. all they saw was their enemy being great. They didn't see themselves as being great. They said, well, they, they, the inhabitants are going to eat everybody up. Verse 33, and I'm done. And there we saw the giants. The sons of Anat, which come off the giants. We saw the giants of the giants. Matter of fact, we know the giants is already big. We're not saying that what you have to deal with is a small matter. But be careful of magnifying your enemies. be careful of keep talking about and magnifying what you're going through. I know it's real, but be careful that you don't make it more powerful and bigger than your God. If you keep talking about the problem and talking about what you face more than your God, guess what you're going to do? You're going to magnify the situation and what you're going to do? You're going to overwhelm yourself. You're going to be full of anxiety. You're going to be full of just being tired and frustrated because you have actually magnified your situation. And I'm not trying to make it seem like your situation is not something that you need the hand of God but be careful you don't make it bigger than your God and if you're talking about it more than you're talking about God you have made it bigger than God because once you start making God bigger you ain't got time to be talking about what you face you'll be talking about your God and what your God's going to do but they magnify the Giants they come of the giants. If you ever want to see a giant, if you're looking to be scared, just talk to somebody who operate real good in fear. Boy, they'll tell you every reason why you shouldn't do it. I'm telling you, you shouldn't do it. I'm telling you because my cousin did that. When he did that, oh my God, he ain't been the same since. Oh my, every time we go see him, he's sad, and it take. And I mean, they give you a story. What? What? I was just thinking about not doing the whole thing, and you start backing up from your plan. I going to go do the whole thing like he did. I'm just gonna do a little bit. Oh yeah, I understand, but you better be careful. You better. And I understand planning, but you talk to some people every time you're about to do something big, all they got is horror stories. They have never stood strong and seen God do it anything and every time you face I don't know what's wrong with us we talk to the wrong people when we really need a juice of faith you know they had no faith on your last trial while you still calling them boy I'm going through man you know they had no faith the last five times you've been going through and the next time you don't you don't go off the phone and say oh Jesus I'm gonna just leave it alone they done talked you out of your stance of faith. They done backed you up. They done magnified the problem. You need to find somebody like Caleb that when you get up off the phone, you talk about man, let's go here. My God. I'm done here. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Annette, which come out of giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight stand on your feet i'm done these are the first two components Is we need representatives and we need people to give a good report it's time for us to cross over we need people who believe on what god can do you may not be the fanciest person but you may be the most faithful person you may not be fancy or you may not have a fancy praise that seemed approved by the board You may not. Ooh, she knows she can dance. You may not have that dance, but you may have faith. We need people who can represent the promise. We need people who believe that God has called us to the other side. We need people who believe. As you can see, that's why I love the text so much. As you can see, there were people in leadership that were not leadership material. It's in the text. Twelve said they were leaders of the tribe and 10 of the 12 10 y'all gotta look at this the statistic shows this is what the statistic of the bible shows 10 of the 12 said we're not able 10 of the 12 was convinced that God can do it what it says is to do rare and extraordinary things happens among the greatest bonus minority in other words, I dare to even to say the text suggests that most of y'all don't believe that God can do great things. That's what the text suggests, don't get mad at me. Don't get mad at me, you just better decide if you're one of the two. See, don't get mad, I ain't of, no, you gotta decide if you're gonna be one of the two, Joshua and Caleb. The text suge- suggests that when God wants to do great things, there are people who get caught up in the majority of what everybody else is saying, that they don't obey what God is saying. That's what the text suggests that's not what the text suggests you got to look at the text you can go well well not me well you better be a joshua okay or you're going to get sucked into the vacuum of negativity you don't get sucked into the ma- vacuum of being mediocre half full never reaching your destiny because you don't believe that god can bring you what he said he was going to bring you they were leaders and tw- uh, 10 of the 12 was talking about we not able we can't do this in other words god can't do it but two stood up joshua and caleb two stood up said so we were able we got a report that god can do this we got a report that god can bring us over there you lift your hands some of you are picked out to do things that other people have not do i know my assignment is to raise up a breed of people who can go across the other side i already know my assignment i know what god has called me to do I know what God is calling me to do. I know what God I know what God is kinda of called me to do. And God's trying to raise up people who just believe. Got facts, got situations, but I still believe God's on my side. I believe God's gonna turn rags into riches. Lift your hands. I believe God's gonna bring me out of this thing. I just believe that. I believe God ain't bring me all this way to not take me all the way. I don't believe God brought me all this way not to take me all the way so it's the spirit of Joshua and Caleb, it's the spirit of Joshua and Caleb it's the conquest grace, it's the possession type people it's the gritty type people, again they may not be fancy, I don't want you to get caught up in fanciness these people just do it, they just make it happen they just stand flat footed and say, God's called us to do this, this is what we're gonna do. It takes a little bit of work, it takes some faith, it takes standing up to some things, facing some challenge, but we're willing to face the challenge. We're not gonna keep running. We're not gonna keep running away from where we gotta go. We're not gonna keep running away from decision making. We're not gonna keep running, we gotta make decisions. We're not gonna be dancing around decision all day. I didn't go into the next chapter, but we'll study it this Wednesday. It's very interesting the next chapter and I'm gonna end right here the first thing they request because there's always people who don't want to go they say give us a leader that will take us back to what we know." I don't want to stretch I don't want to grow I don't want to look like I don't know what I'm doing don't you understand there are times you have to not know what you're doing until you know what you're doing but I don't want to look like I don't know what to do. You don't know what you're doing, that's fine. I'm going to do it anyway till I figure out how to do it. Take me back to what's familiar. They said, we ain't ready for this lifestyle of faith. Give us, they asked Moses, give us a leader that take us back to Egypt. In other words, we want it easy. We don't want to work for nothing. And that's what we miss in the Bible. We love to talk about faith, but we don't like the definition of faith. Well, it's a faith without it dead. Now, I don't know about you. Dead faith ain't no good. I said dead faith. Faith without works is dead. It's dead faith. You can't do that with dead faith until you put work to it. God bless you. If that blessed your soul, we will love for you at your next opportunity to join us in worship. Every Sunday morning in Monticello, the Victorious Church at 8 a.m. Or our Dream Center location here in Tallahassee at 10 a.m. We would love to have you and your family. And we can't wait for you to join us at any of our locations. This is Pastor Joseph Davis. God bless you and join us again.